Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Trent Jacob with the Louder Now podcast. I'm a guitarist. Jacob is a drummer. And we both have an extensive background with music and journalism. And we wanted to start talking about the questions we had. Hope you enjoy. This week, we are talking about our experience at the Warp Tour at Ventura County Fairgrounds in Ventura, California. Since it is Warp Tours last summer, we thought we'd talk about our experience at the festival. And for this discussion, we've brought on local music fanatic, Matt. What's up, Matt? How's it going? Pretty good. How's it going with you, Jacob? It's great. I'm just, I'm just glad we have a music fanatic on board with us today. We glad, do. Glad to be here, guys. That's great. So I love it. Let's move on. Let's just talk about least favorite moments first. Jacob, why don't you kick it off? What was your just worst thing? Um, I would have to say, well, first of all, I had never been to Warped before, so, you know, it was kind of a, a tragedy that I had never attended Van's Warped Tour before, considering my musical upbringing and my, uh, my various tastes, it so. Is, you need to go to gain credibility. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now and you have slightly more credibility. I, I got the cred now. I've been to Warped Tour, granted it's the last one, but I still went. And I think the interesting part for me, and this kind of like precedes my least favorite moments, is just seeing the variety of. You all right? I know I choked on my coffee. Get going. I want to. I want to hear what you didn't like about Warped. Hurry up! Come on. Uh, getting to see the variety of genres and how like loosely you can take like the warped genre and apply it to the bands that are there. So that being said, hands down, the least favorite moment <laughs> has got to be the, the two fine gentlemen in 303 Boulder's finest crunk core duo. Um, what is, what is crunk core Jacob? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> it's bullshit is what it is. <laughs> it's just like garbage pop. Uh, we Wikipedia it and we found, uh, Family Force Five and Blood on the Dance Floor. There are like only five and, bands. And Breathe Carolina. There yeah. are like five total bands in the universe that qualify as crunk core, and yeah. I don't care for any of them. I mean, I literally thought 303 stopped being relevant in 2012. I was yeah. very surprised they were still playing. So so my thing is this, is I definitely knew those hit songs they had, but I didn't know they were by 303. So when we were standing there waiting for 303, um... I was like, oh, yeah, this is probably not going to be great. It's like going to be super poppy or whatever. And then they started, and my expectations were low, and they definitely fell, like, way below my expectations. Like, I was, as I told you via text this week, like, I was offended to that, like, they are in the same conversation as some of the other bands on Warp Tour. Because that was just garbage. I was shocked that there was a guy next to us who looked like he just looked like average Warp Tour attendee, mm-hmm. and he was asking us like, "Hey, do you know when 303 is having their signing?" And we just gave him a look like, <laughs> we were just like "No, we don't know when they're like." I, I nope. mean, to be fair, you guys were deep into the pit. Though. We were deep in the pit, so but we'll discuss why. To be fair, later. I mean, I, I get it on his part. You know, he's thinking, "Oh, these guys are in the pit here. 
Why else would you be? <laughs> That's a, a good point. We were pretty close if you're not a 303 fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were exterior motives to be in the pit. There were, but which we'll get still, into. So you guys yeah. were in the pit. I mean, I was there for one song, and I just you, couldn't you stand it anymore. Pit. Yeah, we were we were too close to the front marshal. That stacks. was pretty Matt, brutal. Did you? What was? Did you have a moment that was as bad as that? In your opinion, what Wait, was the worst? Can I, can I add one thing? Yeah, to add, one, add one thing. Because what really was just the kicker on this experience was so there was a pretty tall guy standing in front of me, which is like whatever i wasn't really there to see 303 i had a good view of the drummer who was like definitely the highlight of 303 she was dope um you know from what you could hear for under all the electronic the most talented musician by far definitely definitely um so a pretty tall guy in front of me and then about halfway through uh the abomination of their 30 minute set um this girl comes up and is like hey can i uh not to me to the guy in front of me (laughs) god no uh like hey can i like sit on your shoulder he's like yeah sure whatever so then for the next 15 minutes i was basically just staring at an ass um which you know like probably better than staring at 303 yeah uh yeah. but it just i was all i could do is laugh it off that like i just had like a butt in my face while i was listening to garbage so yes that that's what uh that's what did it for me yeah matt what what for you compared to looking at a butt while listening to 303 <laughs> in the background well i mean i just uh, i just want to first say i was very surprised when i found out that this was jacob's first time at warp tour you know i was told he was this big music fan <laughs> And everything, and then you know, I I've been ha- to Warped Tour every year so since listen, 2009. So listen, Jacob, Jacob kind of is backdooring his way into this, where he oh, yeah. he's not, uh, he he kind of is first. He's he's a music player, and now he's kind of coming into it late, a bit, uh, maybe some would say a poser. You know, kind of backending <laughs> his way into this. God, whoa. So yeah, I mean, are we more likely to see Jacob at Warped or Coachella? I mean, who who do we? Why do we know? Yeah, what do we I know? would say two years ago that question might be up in the air, but as we've discussed many times. I've had quite the resurgence with pop punk and alternative rock in my life. A big part of my upbringing, kind of yeah. lost touch with it a little bit and then just learned to embrace it a couple well, years ago. What was your come to Jesus moment if you could give us like one sentence TV synopsis? What, what, what were you doing? What happened? What kicked you back into this? I would say it was a year-long process that kicked me back into it. That year started with Yellow Card's final world tour, seeing them in New York City. And that year ended with Riot Fest in Chicago, which confirmed to me that pop punk is alive and well. Good answer. Matt, what was your least favorite moment? I want to hear. Come on. Um, you had to give me that cred first. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I thought Warped Tour was pretty good for the most part. One thing that did annoy me, I mean, if you've ever been to Warped Tour, you know that they don't release their set times until day of. So you don't really know what bands you get to see. You know, sometimes there's overlaps or anything. But when the set, when the band's uh, set times all came out, it looked like we were going to have a pretty good day. And, you know, all the bands I wanted to see were, I was going to be able to. But then halfway through the day, they ended up moving, uh, taking back Sunday back an hour into the same time as another band I wanted to see. So I ended up having to What mit- band was that? What band was that, Matt? Uh, Motionless and White. Am I dub? Okay, keep going. Um, still what, what do you have against Motionless and White, Trent? I, I, I don't know. They're subpar. If you uh, could like equate them to one band, what, what would you say? Because I still haven't heard them. Still haven't heard them. I don't know. Another, I have no idea what they what, sound like. What, what genre would you? Were they on the? I think they're were they on the breakdown genre. growl uh, stage. They were okay. I think they're on their. I think they have their own genre. Nice. I think you should listen to them though. They're that iconic. They're just like you can't define them. They I'm not are. convinced, but continue with your story. <laughs> but so I ended up, you know, I'm somewhat of a Taking Back Sunday fan, um, but I'm more of a Motionless fan. So I went to the Motionless set watch them and then i got to catch the last song or two of taking back sunday but i really wanted to watch all of taking back sunday 
So that was my biggest complaint about this past Warped Tour, that they switched it in the middle of the concert. You know, I haven't, haven't had that happen before, and I was not expecting it, so it was a little bit of a shock to myself. Can I briefly ask you guys to, to make a, a quick tangent and ask, what do you make of the randomized set time experience? Do you think that's good for Warped? Do you think it's uh, like a big drawback of the festival? Because that's something that I don't think any other festival really does. I mean, personally, I think it's good. Um, no other festival I know of does that. I think it, it gets people to go out to the show right when it starts rather than people waiting till what seven o'clock or so till they want to go for the huge bands um because you never know the band you really want to see could be playing at eleven fifteen, so you kind of have to go out there at 11 you know spend the whole day there i think that's the appeal of warped also you know warped Tour is a fun event you know you're there all day the bands are walking around bands are signing things they're in their tents interacting with the fans you know they're watching other bands. It's a really fun experience, so it is really fun to go out there right at, when it starts. I, I think what separates Warp too, I think Kevin Lehman, the founder, talked about how, uh, you know, Coachella or other shows like that seem to have this kind of, like, bougie VIP label around it where, like, it gets all these, like, rich, mainstream people who are popular in the pop culture coming to that, and it's this big cultural event where this is kind of like a counterculture event, and it really encourages people where, like, 80% of the people, I think they've said, have coming to the door right when it opens yeah. at like 11 and everyone's just so rushing. Rad. Yeah, which is probably just a throwback to how festivals used to be because I think now, instant gratification, everything, people are like, right. well, I want to see two bands. They're on at four and eight, so I'm just not going to show right. up. I'm just going to pregame another few hours. And yeah, exactly. Up. And this, it's, it comes from a much different experience because this is how you get a bunch of people like us at 1230 watching 303 because yeah. we're waiting to see an actual decent band. Right, and I think I, I was I was talking... I was talking to my roommate about this, and I said, Mayday went on at 11.30. Woj just broke that the Lakers got LeBron. <laughs> we're breaking news on Are you on serious? Air. I just got the text. Wait, what? Yeah, what? Yeah. We're breaking news right now? Yeah, we're breaking news. They got LeBron? I'm going to cut I'm gonna cut this out. Hold Sorry, up. but... Keep I'm it gonna... recording. Just keep it recording. Hold up, guys. I'm Hold looking up. on Twitter. I don't believe it until I go on Twitter. I just got the text. I'm no, going on Twitter. LeBron James has agreed to a four-year, $154 million deal with the Lakers. Whoa! Holy hey! I'm so into that. What? The he beat Woj and Shams beat Woj. I'm getting a jersey right now. What? That's rat. Are you a Lakers fan, Matt? Uh, is do you see his hat? I didn't. Actually. Hey, I know this nice. isn't this isn't really meant for a podcast. It's more for a vodcast. But Matt is wearing a uh, Lakers hat. Yeah, vodcast. Uh, <laughs> is that where we just drink vodka guys, and talk about Black Hill Brides? The greatest player of all time. L.A. is back. Showtime. My God. Now, wait, <laughs> fish is wait. calling you right now. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Should I, we get fish on the line and put him up to the microphone? I would kind of love to tell hear him, that. Actually, tell, he was at Warp Tour. Yeah, we should get hey, his take. Okay, we're so I'm doing a podcast right now on for one Warp Tour, and we just got the put news. So put you're gonna be on speaker, and you're gonna be on the podcast. So hold on. Hey, what up? Hey, so coming. This is Three Fishman. He was at Warp Tour as well. Yeah. So what up, fish? What's up, people? Hey, fish. So we're uh we're just talking about. Our favorite, least favorite moments. Real quickly, just give us a quick couple lines. What was your least favorite part about Warp Tour? Wow, my part. least favorite part about Warp Tour. Um, I think my least favorite part about Warp Tour was probably 303. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, we, were, that, we were just saying that, that. Yeah, just just personally, that's probably just me. I'm not sure if that's your your guys' call. It, it 100%. Yeah. I, I thought that they were just, you know, I mean, they were a pretty good pickup as far as, like, after the really emotional, you know, simple plan, which was actually my favorite part of the, um, excuse me, a part of the show itself. I thought it was great. 
but uh, huh. but 303 was kind of just like, oh, hey, let's just pick it up out of nowhere and play some really crappy, you know, band that nobody really gives that much of a shit about. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, good take. Good take. No, that's a good hey, take, Fish. That's perfect. Hey, we'll talk. We'll talk to you about the about the Lakers soon. But we gotta we gotta talk about Warped a little yeah, more. Can we um, talk to you later? So we'll we'll call you when we're done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. No worries. Good one, guys. We got LeBron, mother. All right, Thank I'll talk you. To you later. 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 Let's go. All right, later, bro. Later. <laughs> that was amazing. We just hey. had a guest caller. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. We need to. We need to, we need to set up a, a uh, kind of like a phone and connect it to the mixer. Yeah. And just have a. Call. It could be that'll, a call. That'll be show. great. That'll be great, actually. Yeah. Great content. Plug, plug, plug. Um, okay. Can I? Can I continue what I was saying? Yes. Go for okay, it. I'm cool. sorry. No, no, no. That's that's big news. We had to break that, um, for our listeners. Who <laughs> won't know, won't know this, until they hear this if, in two if weeks? This, if this comes out like a week and a half later, yeah. be like, "Listen, we know we got LeBron, yeah. you idiots." Okay, Joseph will listen and be like, "Dude, you guys broke that." Um, okay, go on, go on, go on. What I was saying, I was talking to my roommate, and I told him, "Yeah, the crazy thing about Warped is the set times are not released until day of, so a band like Mayday Parade can end up playing at eleven thirty. And Trent, I know how you feel about Mayday Parade, but I would argue they're like probably one of the most well-known bands at that festival." Rock, so they played the rock show, which is already a song that's only like two minutes and forty seconds, sure. and they made it even shorter and they cut out a verse, so it was only like they two did, minutes. didn't they? They cut out. They only played the verse where he says, you know, coming to the warp tour. Yeah, yeah. Which is why would you? The song's short. You really are you short on time? They missed. They missed the getting kicked out of school because she's failing. Yeah, exactly. So they skip that verse. Yeah, that was that was a little weird to me too. Yeah, I was like, did I like? blackout for 30 seconds or like yeah we we stayed for that but go on um anyway i was saying you know a popular band like mayday parade probably like wouldn't agree to that's what this was my roommate's take he was like why would a band that prominent like agree to this kind of system where they're playing at 11 30 when they might not be playing to a full house and i made the argument that well so many bands get their start on warp tour and because of that system that's in place people show up at the beginning of the festival and end up seeing bands that they wouldn't otherwise see. And I think bands that used to be in that group uh, where they were just kind of coming up um, kind of have like respect for the system and like feeling a part of that. So I think I'm a huge fan of, of doing it that way. I think it's great for like the scene. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing, amazing that, that everybody gets equal time, time yeah. no matter what. I mean, cause you could argue that there's, you know, it, definitely bands that are much more relevant and i mean taking back sunday was only playing that one show or are they playing two just shows? one that was yeah. it yeah so and they, so they, they they i think they obviously had a you know little under the table agreement like we'll play but we it's, it's gonna, gonna, gonna have to be, to be night. like after six at least exactly yeah. but they, they same with all time low because all time low is not on every stop right i think there no, are three shows yeah they did about yeah. three shows we were the last one i'm pretty sure yeah so surely they like you know had an agreement yeah, exactly. where we're exactly. going to play at the end of the night. Actually, I think they only did two shows. Oh, really? Because they played the one the they night before. They didn't play Pomona. They didn't no, play they did Pomona. not play Pomona. They, they might have played Mountain View. They, yeah, I'm pretty sure they played Mountain View and then Ventura. Word. Regardless of when they play, I think the cool thing is the fact that everybody gets the same set time yes. is yeah, very we, important. We talked about that on uh, last Sunday when we were yeah. at the show, how, how these smaller bands, they're getting the same amount of time as All Time Low or Mayday Parade or any of the bands like that that have been around the it's industry cool. for a long time, you know, it gives them a lot of exposure. Also, that's another cool thing about Warp Tour is these bands, um, these smaller bands, they get their name made there. You know, totally. they have the, what is it, the Ernie Ball stage mm-hmm. where these yeah. smaller bands get to perform yeah. and, you know, all these other artists are, are there watching them. That, that like can Allie, make, make your the career. The Alley FM stage, yeah. 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 Work. 
all these all these smaller bands get this exposure and you know think about it maybe the singer of all time was walking around before the set mm -hmm. here's oh this sounds pretty cool goes yeah. and checks him out talks to their agent after maybe they do a song i don't know you never know what yeah. can happen yeah. it can yeah. it can make I, a career for sure i think, I think it's really, really interesting, interesting seeing big bands having to navigate, navigate a six song set, set. Yeah. because i i, I, I seriously it. doubt yeah. that taking back sunday all time low the use census fail are all used to playing like 25 30 minute sets yeah yeah i mean think about how many albums all these bands have you know because even when they play other festivals aren't their sets probably at least at least 40 minutes yeah because they're usually either one of the headliners or one of those kind of bands so they you know they really have to condense their set down which is interesting i said this on sunday i do really love kind of the art of the 30 minute set because even with a big band or or a small band it's like this this is your best like this is the best that you've got for 30 minutes there's like no time to really screw around between songs uh even if all time low might abuse that um yeah it's just like go 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 for 30 minutes yeah, yeah, I wanna. I wanna I'm gonna launch gonna into launch my into favorite my moment, favorite. which is related into to that. It. What about your yeah, least but favorite? Yeah, but least favorite. I'm gonna favorite. just oh, transition okay. really quick. We're going like serpentine here, so I'm gonna we go also least to favorite. Up yes, we Sorry did. So <laughs> I, I know that's we're we're really we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, let's go to In and Out to celebrate after this. So, uh, I wanted to say my least favorite moment was also related to 303, and basically related it, to well, it, it was it was contained inside the show. So basically, as just evidenced by how terrible the act was so there was a moment where there i don't even know what song it's in but there's an alto saxophone solo oh, in one yeah. of the songs it was extensive it wasn't five ten seconds i think the solo had to be at least 20 seconds it was it's, yeah it's like a 30 it was solo. long and the uh mic tech couldn't figure out that the probably the dynamic mic that they were doing was only picking up things directly that it was pointed at it was pointed at the guy's chest so it was really only picking up like 30 percent of the notes and he was doing such a bad job. He was just holding it. He didn't even realize the tech, that it, the tech, the tech. The tech whose job this is. So we couldn't <laughs> even hear it. And so it was really just like the 303 guys dancing on stage. With a sax that nobody could exactly. hear. Exactly. And so we heard a little bit of it. And it was so frustrating that one of the lead singers, the one who looked less old, basically went over and was like, dude, and showed him for five seconds. And the moment he left, the sax continued to not be heard. It, and J Jacob and I were just looking at each other laughing like, wow, this is... This is so appropriate for this performance. But my favorite thing about Warped, again, exactly. So we were so we were staying there though because we were 30 minutes is just long enough or short enough basically to where it kind of made it, you know, uh, digestible for us to suffer through that because it's like it's only six songs and we even could recognize some of them. And but basically we suffered through that to get to Knuckle Puck, which was my favorite. I just want to point out to anyone who has not been to Warp in the last I believe three or four years the two main stages are right next to each other and the bands literally go on within a minute after one ends so what what trent's referring to is they were waiting in the pit for 303 so when all the people went into went over to the other stage for the next band they were prime position for the next band on that stage so they're e they're each about they're each about 25 yards apart left and right we were at the left stage for 303 they played half an hour then who played on the right stage simple plan played for their half an hour no, at, Simple Plan played before 304. Oh, you're really right. Yeah, because, yeah, because, oh, is uh, this Wildlife? Yes, this is Wildlife. Yeah, this Wildlife. So it went Simple Plan on the right for half an hour, then 303, then this Wildlife, then Knuckle Puck at like 4.30. Okay. So we, we suffered through that, but the best part about Warped is you get such a quick hit, basically, of all these bands, whether you like them or not. And we were just like, yeah, whatever. Like, waiting half an hour isn't that bad, because sometimes at festivals... 
festivals, you have to wait half an hour between acts at the same stage, and it's just yeah. empty. I've, I've waited like forty-five to an hour between. Oh, totally. Sets on the and I mean, but it's they have such and they have such a rigid schedule here that I think people really have to appreciate that bands just we shocked at how organized it was. We were there for nine hours. And none of the bands basically went over. I don't think anybody went over there. And they were so quick and respectful of the format yeah. of the festival. Totally. It was really nice really to see. It's a well, well-oiled machine, for sure. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's what you get that's when you get something's been going on 20-plus years. So. True. And I think to your point as well, like it's almost like the quarter system in college where whether you like the class or whether you don't like the class, it's over in 10 weeks. Yeah. And you know, you suffer through it or you love it, but it's over in 10 weeks no matter what, and you move on to the next thing. Um. Yeah. What was what was your favorite moment? Because I was going to talk about mine's knuckle puck. We were we were three rows away from knuckle puck. I I think saying anything but knuckle puck as my favorite part of warped would be a poser move, and I would be trying too hard. Um. So I just have to say that it was it was knuckle puck. Like that was honestly unlike any concert experience I've really been to where. We're so close, and Knuckle Puck's lyrics are so emotional and so angsty. And even when I listen to them in the car, I'm like screaming out a lot of the lyrics. And, you know, we text their lyrics to each other very often. Um, so honestly, I was like getting chills during that set because I was just screaming along to all the lyrics. And, you know, you just kind of totally surrender yourself to the pit. And just like whatever bodies are hurling over you, like it doesn't matter because you're close to your favorite band and you're singing every word. And it's like, it's a cathartic experience. And seeing them was like confirmed that anytime they're in the area, like I'm going to go see them and I'm going to get in the pit. Exactly. I think that's the beauty of not just work. I mean, concerts in general, you know, people, you're paying money to go see this band that you love. You know, you're in the pit, whether you're in the pit or you're in the back, like I have recently doing, I've got punched in the face too many times in pits, but. <laughs> I'm not okay with that anymore. What what bands? Uh, the, what bands? Uh, the last, my last straw was actually Four Years Strong at Ooh. the House of Blues in oh. Hollywood. Anaheim? In Hollywood. Hollywood. Before, Hollywood. before they tore it down. Um, mm. Four Years Strong was actually at Warped Tour. But, uh, they actually closed down because Matt sued them after yes, getting hit in the back. I sued them, clearly. <laughs> Go on. But um, I, I really I, I agree with everything you're saying Wait, about that. Wait, is that why you have a bad back from that? No. Okay, I Go inherited on. a bad back from my father. Oh, okay. Go on. Um, go on. But uh, honestly, Four like, Year Strong didn't help, though. No, they did. Didn't your father not. teach you yeah, anything before he left? <laughs> that is a knuckle puck. Uh, honestly, like you know, I've heard knuckle puck, and you know, I think they were. I think they opened for a show I went to once or something. Likely. Um, they were at um. Yeah, you're right. Too. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Um, you know, but then hanging out with Trent and Jacob, you know, that's all they ever talk about. <laughs> so I kind of had to listen to them a little bit. Uh, they they were pretty good. They're not my still not my favorite band, but you know, and I appreciate really appreciated their live set. Um, yeah, I mean, compared to State Champs, they wow. just blew them out. All right, I'm just going down that road now. Such a hater. So Matt Matt's complaining because I purposely he he was earlier. So this is he's not currently complaining. Matt had been I'm Matt the had been, I've been in weeks. Had been, LeBron's the Laker. I don't mean to say progressive tense. Past, not pa- past tense, not past progressive. Oh, Matt he's had re- been oh, complaining. He's referring to when I met the stake champ singer Matt, and Trent so called I, me out. Oh. I took I took a picture. I'm like, hey Matt, take I'll I'll take it or fish. Just, just a so of for you. some context, the band I went to Warp Tour mainly for is State Champs. I really like them. You know, I've seen them a couple times live now. Um, I support it. Yeah, what was that? Yeah. Oh, I support impressed. Uh, Trent's just a hater. He likes Blink. Trent's a huge hater. 
Even though Mark Hoppus is on the new record, he's yeah. a hater. I mean, you would think that would be Trent's like I mean, calling card. Feldman plus Hoppus. Dude, that's pretty telling when I can't even get into a song that has a Hoppus feature. All you ever, all you were talking about is that you hope they play that song, and Harp Hoppus was not even there. Okay, well, why would he show up for anyways, song featured Anyways, I decided to he's go, to go. To do. the singer was in the uh, State Chance booth, so I decided to go over there and have him sign a CD. Trent came with me, and I was telling him that I uh, got a couple of our other friends into State Champs, and I had made Trent listen to them and everything, and then Trent decides to tell him that I've been really annoying talking about State Champs all the time. Did you actually he say did. that? Yeah, I didn't so hear listen. this. Yeah, so listen. <laughs> it, this is a it perfect. It, but still. it was a perfect wingman setup. It's the same thing as I was being self-deprecating, and I set myself up to say like, "Matt's been obsessed with you guys. He won't stop talking about you guys." And the guy personally thanked Matt and said, "Keep spreading the word." And Matt was like, "Oh yeah, I'll do that." And they had this moment of connection. It's the same thing as if you were at a bar or you're hanging out at a party and you 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 know you crap on yourself to make yourself mm. look bad and elevate the person next mm. to you and then that person you mean appreciates like the song elevated you. by state champs that is <laughs> certainly not what i'm talking about in this <laughs> circumstance listen so i just want to throw it out there that the lead singer of state champs who sounds way too much like all-time low what do you mean way too much singer. i think he's better personally. I, I think than, uh, he has more of a range than alex yeah. from all-time i low. was actually like i think alex sounded good but we won't get into yeah, it. I was, yeah, I was actually really surprised at, like, Alex's stage presence. But, he did but not seem not interested to me. Like, he was like, oh, this is cool to be here, but I've seen him a couple times before, and he had more so, energy last time. Uh, that's, that's the only time I've seen All Time Low, and I was actually pretty impressed because because of how poppy they are, I was a little worried that they might mail it in, and I know Matt yeah. has different exposure to that, but to me, I was pleasantly surprised because my expectations weren't super high. And they were playing a few of like the riffier yeah, tracks, yeah. as I noticed. As someone, as we discussed, who is not really an all-time low fan, yeah. like, a yeah. fan in passing. But I was like, whoa, like, yeah. they got I some, picked up, some I, breakdowns. I like, picked up uh, their sophomore album. Yes. Yeah, and we listened to it on the way back, and Jacob was pleasantly surprised. I just got to say, yeah. I really, we were, you know, we were talking about how bands pick their set lists and stuff. I was really impressed with all-time low set list. They did play a couple songs from their the new around, ones right from they played uh something's gotta give from future hearts yeah. and they played i think two songs from no uh they played a couple from nothing's personal like they played weightless they played three from nothing's personal they played they played lost in stereo weightless and a third I one i believe but i i i thought they they did a very good job ranging the set list you know they picked a couple new ones a couple old ones yeah you know, i think a lot of times bands just play their a lot of their newer stuff you know, and that's cool yeah. and all, but for the older fans, you know, you kind of want to throw in some old well, stuff. Well, sometimes they basically are like, we're going to play all of, we're either going to play all of our hits and then two new songs and nothing in between. And they just disregard right. everything. Like when we saw, or when I saw Yellow Card at San Luis Obispo, they only played stuff from Lift to Sail and then mm. a bunch of old hits from Paper Walls and Ocean Avenue. Right. It was like, well, you're kind of disregarding some albums in between here. Or Though or, to be fair, they were touring on Lift to Sail. That would have been the Lift to Sail tour. True. Yeah. Definitely. Or, I mean, rest in peace, Chester. But back in, like, 2014, 2015, when I went to see Lincoln Park, the majority of the set was new stuff. And, I mean, I'm yeah. not trying to knock their new stuff. It wasn't as great as their older stuff. But they really didn't play a lot of the old stuff. And, you know, you could tell the fans really wanted the older stuff. You know, those were the, of course. like, Hybrid Theory and Meteora, right. even Minutes to Midnight. Like, Lincoln Park really tried to promote their new stuff, which I don't blame them at yeah, all. They pushed, they pushed yeah, their they new stuff hard. Yeah, they pushed a lot. And, and like, it's not bad, but their old yeah. stuff is what kind of pushed them to this popularity. So I think 
when bands do good job like picking their set list, you 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 can really thank them for that, you know. And I thought All Time Low did a very Definitely. good job with that job uh, the other day at Definitely. work. So hit me with your favorite moment, Matt. Probably meeting the state champ singer. That was <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Kinda. He was really yeah. nice. Really nice. You know, yeah. I'd, you know, you never know when you go meet artists or anything. They say never meet your heroes, and Matt it's disagrees. Definitely not my hero, but uh, Kobe Bryant <laughs> is my hero. Uh, oh, okay. okay. But uh, I have not met okay. Kobe yet. I plan okay. on meeting him one day. Okay. He, you know, he, he does music. Go on. He used to be a rapper. Go on. What? So what? State champs. That... He just won an Oscar, he did. right? That's yeah, it's pretty cool. It is. But yeah, no, um, I thought Warped Tour overall was pretty good. Definitely wasn't the best lineup, in my opinion, that they've had over the years. Right. But for the final one, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, seeing all the bands that we saw, you know, it wasn't too expensive either. That's the beauty of Warped Tour. In, you pay about no, 50 bucks and you get oh, to yeah. see all these bands. In no particular Maybe. order, what were the three bands you wanted to see? State Champs? In, like, before, favorite before three we went at, to the show? When you were looking at the Warped Tour card or lineup, oh, the lineup what were the, re- the three biggest reasons you want to go to Warped Tour? State Champs? Motionless and White. Mm-hmm. Tonight Alive. Yeah. No, not no. Tonight Alive. <laughs> oh, really? no, I like them, but I no. Was, that was a genuine... And like, probably... probably... All-Time Low? These Nuts, no. Uh... Yeah, all t- all time low, all time low. State champs and motionless. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to see, or your strong the, was up there too. First off, motionless and white, all time low. Bless you, Jacob. Motionless and white, all time low, and state champs. Maybe all time low and state champs have toured together, can tour together. I think they, well, Alex came out during the state yeah, champs. So that was yeah, that pretty cool yeah. too. The chances of like you you would have to pay much more than forty five dollars mm-hmm. plus taxes have, to see those bands. I have. And I paid Matt 50. has. 54, I believe, to see All Time Low's headlining show a couple years ago. So easily, basically, the used. I'm, I'm a little disappointed we did not see the used. They didn't play Bird in the Worm. I know, I saw What's that. that all about? So, but um, okay. the used senses fail, All Time Low. I don't know if. TBS. Is Motionless and White strong enough to headline their own tour? Yeah. Okay, well, Motionless. I went TBS. to their Knuckle, last October. Knuckle Puck is maybe borderline because they really attach themselves to those bigger acts when they go on you tour. You doubt Motionless and White But they've done, some, they've done some headlining yeah. tours. Yeah. Shout but out to Motionless like a ma- and White Trent as far as, like a, as far as like a major cross-country tour, maybe they're like 1B to another 1A sort of yeah. thing. I mean, but basically, we saw at least half a dozen bands that very comfortably in their own right. Simple Plan. And, oh, yeah. yeah but even plan. though Simple Plan really only played old hits, yeah, which, I mean, is which is fine. Which is great. I mean, Simple Plan has like our childhood. Yeah, I mean yeah, that totally. that was just obviously a nostalgia grab, but it's nice fine. nostalgia. Yeah, play, yeah. but uh, that's it was fine. I mean, it had it was if there was ever a moment for them to play, it would have been at the final. World I mean, tour. can yeah, Knucklepuck do a full tour? Like, are they? Can they do a headlining? They've done they've done some yeah, small I mean, headlining yeah, tours. I think yeah. they've toured with the story so far before. Perhaps yeah, I could see yeah. that. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, any so, band can really do a headlining tour. It just could be a small one. I mean, I, I've never seen Tonight Alive do a headlining tour personally. I don't think they might. They might have. I don't know. But I, I think overall thoughts, I think the bang for your buck value mm. is just fantastic. That's what I love about fantastic. World Tour. It's sad yeah. it's ending. Yeah. yeah. So here's my question. They were very, I didn't realize this ahead of time, but they were all very keen on saying this is the last cross country run yes, I know of Warp Tour. So very particular about the very particular. So what are our predictions for the future of warped? Because I I I do not think like that's it. No, because they wouldn't have said it like that. I mean, I don't. Like I said, like you said, I don't think it's going to be a full cross country tour. But I have a feeling they're going to do major city stops, like little like a day festival thing, kind of like self help from a day to remember. Um, I think LA is going to get one for a year. Maybe maybe the Ventura again because I think that's the most popular site out in California for but all but all within like a two week span. 
Yeah, is just a couple weeks of. Well, self help is like yeah, they or, spread or, it out yeah, like they can spread it out through the summer. You know, do I guess, one yeah, LA summer, show, yeah. maybe a Chicago What's show. What's the format of self help? Uh, Detroit, it's, Orlando. It's not the same lineup at each no, one. No, not the lineup format. What's the timing format of it? Oh, is it, one's in. There's like it's like one a season, yeah, one, pretty much, like, right? They just announced the Detroit one. That one's Which in is September, like October, October or something. Yeah. And are there are there it, it, is it completely different from the previous seasons? Yes. There's literally no bands that do. Well, I mean, not no consecutive bands, but seasons. main band. I mean, but the headliners. A day to, and a day to remember is not even headlining the show in Detroit. Right. It's Limp Biscuit. It's like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so so you're you're predicting it changes something like that. Yeah, we'll do like maybe five to ten major stops city throughout stops. The country. I I think one thing we saw is there's definitely outside of the nostalgia grab bands, there's definitely still an appetite for new upcoming bands like yeah. State Champs, Knuckle Puck, All Time Low is you think they're veterans, but they really you know they're only in their late twenties, early thirties, so they still have time to keep rising. I guess Wait, who? all time low. Oh, yeah, right, because they were so they're so young when so, they yeah. started. So right. I mean, I think we saw that there is an appetite for kind of the warp tour mantra of the formatting and the music and the bands that do play it. So I I do agree with Matt. I I could see something though along the lines of like not so spread out. I think still condensed because it is such a summer mode like tour so what i could see quickly to summarize is basically maybe they play an la show a denver show an austin show and maybe like one or two east coast stops don't forget about chicago stop. maybe chicago not like i don't think it's gonna be like Lollapalooza, which is what once a year always in chicago yes yeah i do but you, i mean okay but, uh, what do you what do you what do you, what do you, th- do you, you think it's gonna be like Lollapalooza? because i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be like two weeks and maybe five different venues every summer i think Maybe maybe I don't believe in this prediction, but I want to throw it out as a prediction just in case it happens. I think they'll just do like a normal festival and do three days in one city, whether that's like, I think they would do SoCal or they would do Florida. It would be one yeah, or the I other see that too, and it'd be over the summer. Uh, I think that's what so they'll it'd do. Be, it'll be like Ryan. It would definitely have to be in LA it'd or be, Florida. It'd, 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 be like, the summer, yeah. it'd be like, yeah. it'd be like the X Games. <laughs> Is that how they well, do Well, X Games, well, though, X-Games. was in L.A. for the longest time, and it's been in Minneapolis since last year, now this year. So it could... What X Games does is they do that week event or four or five days in one city. But it was in L.A. for, like, a decade and a half, like, a long time, and now it's mm-hmm. going... So it, it could be a thing where it, you know, stays at a city for a couple years, then moves on to the next city. I mean, are you guys familiar with uh, Knotfest? No. It's, I don't think they're doing it anymore. K N O T. Slipknots. I've heard of it. They haven't done it in a year or two since Corey Taylor's taking a break, but I think yeah. it could end up being something like that. Like you said, like a couple days in one yeah. city uh, each yeah. year. Um, yeah, I think they'll adopt like the regular festival I think that's, format. That's the Because there aren't cross country festivals anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's not many cross country <laughs> festival things like this. It's more just cross-country tours, but yeah. I don't think that they want to do that. I was surprised Warped Tour was even ending. I didn't think it was having an issue or anything. Or maybe you, maybe he just, yeah. I mean, just kind of got bored with it. He was over it. Yeah. You know, it's been, what, 25 years? It's been a long time. So would you guys fly to Florida for a good war- three-day Warped Tour lineup? Depends on who's playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I would go farther than Denver, which for us is, I mean, that's even a long ways to go is to drive like uh 13, 14 hours. What if Blink was playing? I probably fly. Well, that's that's a different question. But I I don't think I I don't think I'd go. The problem is none of these band like the price point is perfect. I don't think I would have paid like the 
warped. The thing is, I think they can't just have a three-day festival because I don't think people would shell out like 150 bucks a day to see those bands. I think I think the perfect format is what they're doing, but just stripped down version of what they're currently doing. I feel like logistically that'd be so tough to put together though, because how are you going to get I bands so to too. commit to just like five dates? I over mean, the maybe summer? you could do a different lineup for each. Uh, each stop it what was probably like what self-help does it's probably what's probably gonna end up happening is it won't have nearly as many acts and i think they might just try to get higher profile acts because mm-hmm. how many different stages there are six there are two mutant stages two main stages the alley fm the stage alley. and then the local I stage seven, i believe there's seven seats. Yeah. yeah so there are at least six seven yeah. stages that we went to they might strip it down to like three or four my, i think my my question is if they were to do this what trent's saying you know just have uh dates uh do you think they would do the same style where they don't release set times? No. They would actually release set times this time? I don't think you can do that if yeah. it's just like no. a, if it's a smaller scale. No, because yeah. then, well, the thing is, you can, I think they release the set times in advance if they're going to charge more money because yeah. they're, because the hardcore fans are going to buy up all those pre-sale tickets. And I mean, I to your know. point, Trent, with the money issue, I believe if they got good enough bands, people will pay for it. You know? Yeah. I mean, would this you, is the whole would you in that in the format you suggested, would you pay a would you pay one hundred twenty five, hundred fifty bucks for the lineup that we just saw? No. Okay. So I don't like the bands enough. But if you're a huge enough all time low fan, or if you're a big enough, I don't know, knuckle puck or three hundred three or whatever, yeah, well, you will. Ventura sold out, which tells you that at least in Southern California, it can definitely be successful. Well, I mean, Ventura also Ventura's always been more popular than Pomona or anything, just because you have the beach right there. Yeah, it's but, a very I mean, attractive if, depending summer on the at band, the Warped Tour you know, vibe. People will show a bunch of money out. I mean, it's a little different, but the Aftershock Festival that's up in Sacramento every year, I'm, I'm going in October, and I paid, I want to say, maybe 110 or something oh, like really? that for the one-day ticket. But system of, system of a down's point. But the acts are yeah, huge. So if, we're, if, they Wait, were to, if you, bought, you bought a one-way ticket? To go, oh. so we can go see the show and listen to our favorite. <laughs> wow, in a parking lot. Wow, I mean, just no, maybe think not about everything. Lot, just think about everything. You know, we've done. Of course, you'd reference Blake. Okay, keep going. But anyway, so if the band, if they get big enough bands, yeah, people will pay for this stuff. You know, yeah. Like, you think I wanted to pay one hundred ten dollars for a one day festival? No, but system, on their own tour, it was ninety dollars or something for a ticket, just them. Might as well pay 100 and get to go see Bullet and Alice in Chains and all those bands. Hey, it sounds like what we're saying, Jacob, I want, I want you to give the last thoughts here. It sounds like what okay. we're saying is, just like any other festival, it comes down to the bands, the music that's going to be there. That's, that's I think so. first priority. I just am looking up how much I spent on Riot Fest, which I think would be a comparable um, festival. Uh, I spent $0 because I had a gift card, so never mind. To Live Nation? Uh, Stop up. Ooh. Lucky you. Lucky you. Yeah, that was great, actually. Okay, well, give us some concluding thoughts, and then let's wrap this up. On the future or our experience? Our experience. Okay. Our experience. As a first-time warped goer, um, I had an amazing time. It was kind of everything I hoped it would be. I saw the bands I wanted to see. I really embraced the format, and I wish I had gone more uh, earlier in my life, though... It felt right to go now, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah, this is the third Warped I've been to, and I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, I I loved how, uh, I mean, I went with Matt and Jacob, and I just liked how... That's us. That is you guys. I just liked how it was uh, much different. 
than any other festival I've been to. Totally. totally. Yeah. Climate, culture, everything else oh, was yeah. a lot different. Beautiful day, too. Definitely. Yeah. You got any last words, Matt? Some brief um, comments? You know, it's going to be weird come next summer when there's no Warp Tour, at least the full tour. You know, that was one thing that I always look forward to every summer. I've been going since 2009. I believe I missed one date, wow. one, date. one summer. One summer. Um, I just I don't remember exactly why. Work. How'd this stack up in the pantheon of warps that you've been to? Top good question. Top three or four. Three or four. Wow. That's top good. three or four out of out of what is that eight or yeah, nine? Out of, nine? Out of all yeah. the ones I've been to. Okay. That's um, not bad. Top half. So yeah. Good. So good. I mean, it was a very successful warp tour. Um, I was happy I went. I was thinking about not going when the lineup first came out. I was like, I don't know if I want to spend mm. all the money and you know, yeah. I know it's not that much, but but I, you know, I'm very glad I went. I'm glad that both of you went. But you got you, Jacob, got to experience your uh, first warp tour. Um, I'm no longer a poser. You know what? I'm no longer a you're poser. No longer a poser. He's yeah. He's barely elevated above poser status now. But yeah, I mean, I think warp tour has been vastly successful. Um, getting bands' names out there. You know, clearly bands love playing warp tour. You know, they yeah. love the energy. You can yeah, tell they're all they're down. also happy whenever they get a chance to play. You know, some bands have outgrown it, but I mean, a lot of big bands got their start at warp tour. You know, I'm pretty sure Blink mm-hmm. started at Warp Tour. You know, uh, All Time Low. I think Mayday. Yeah, Mayday. I don't remember Tour. played. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fairly certain Katy Perry played Warp Tour like in 2008, 2009. So did, so did Eminem yeah. and Black Eyed Peas. Exactly. Wow. So, you know, these these artists, you know, they played Warp Tour. You know, it's been part of the culture and the music industry for yeah, 25 totally. years. Um, and totally. it's, it's ending. But, I mean, I thought it was successful, and, you know, it's still going on. I'm pretty sure it's still August. Um, and yeah. for everybody going over the next month and a half or so, you know, make the most of it. Seriously. Well, I want each of your last thoughts to be, it's a two-part question. You're going to give me a rating on 1 to 10, okay? You decimals are permitted. I want the okay, first okay. rating is going to be this recent warp Tour experience at Ventura, 1 to 10. Second one is going to be likelihood that if it is brought back that you would attend a warp Tour without knowing the bands in advance, in the next three years on 1 to 10. Go, Matt. Which one do you want first? Give me how you rate the most recent Warped Tour. First 1 to 10, then likelihood that you'll attend one in the next three years. 7.3 out of 10. For both? No. No. For the, uh, that would rate this past Warped Tour. Okay. And a, probably a 9.8 Okay, I going back, because I love, I love Warped Tour. I'd give, I'd, I'd give this I'd one, give this. I'd give this one in like 8.3 out of 10. I yeah, thought it, that's that's right in the it range. Is, I was it thinking, is it yeah. is B solid B B minus and likelihood I'd attend a future in the next three years is probably like a seven. I'm kind of medium warm on it. Just I it, for me it's I really got to wait and see what bands are at it. What about you? Yeah, I'd say this particular warped. Uh, I'm gonna up you by a decibel and go eight point four. Okay. Mainly based on the fact that I've been to Riot, which was like the best lineup I've ever seen, but still had a great time. Likelihood I would return, it's all going to depend on location and lineup, but I would say like a 7.5. Yeah. yeah. I'd for sure go back to Warped yeah. if the circumstances are right. But a lot of these bands are touring a lot, so that plays into it. Well, hey, this is Trent and Jacob with the Louder Now podcast, and we have music fanatic Matt here, and we want to say thanks for coming, Matt. We appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, thanks for Matt. having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's yeah, been and real. We want to say thanks to Fishman for calling in too. And <laughs> yeah, hey, great. We, and we we broke the LeBron news. 
We did. Technically, I mean, we're not Woj or anything. We did. But. And, and Matt was pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know what the listeners think at home, but he mostly talked straight into the mic, kept it was really good my attitude about the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Matt, pretty good uh, first appearance on the podcast. You are now part of 50% of the podcast that we've recorded. Well, there you go. I appreciate it, and I'm honored to be included here. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, for Jacob, I'm Trent, and thank you for listening to the Louder Now podcast. We'll send you off with one of our favorite songs that we heard at Warp Tour. Thank you. Later. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.